if you're not present or you're hanging on your phone or you're working on your computer answering emails while you babysitting her you're just like missing out so much and all those small bits and pieces they just make life so much more enjoyable for me does talking about your money make you cringe are you tired of fighting about finances do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen. This episode is sponsored by Halbert Hargrove, an advisory firm that believes in the fearless pursuit of well-lived days and tomorrows. For 85 years, their advisors have worked to help clients reach their financial goals. And as fiduciaries, they act in the best interest of their clients at all times. For help with your well-lived life, visit halberthargrove.com. Today, my guest is Julie Kristen Hart. She's the owner and founder of Spark to Sparkles. It's a virtual operation management company, and she is actually a very valuable member of the KBK Wealth Connection team. So I'm excited to talk to Julie today about what I would call her digital nomad lifestyle. Since Julie has worked with me, she's lived in several different countries. I'll let her fill you in on what those are. But I got really intrigued by her life and her lifestyle and how she runs her business. And so I wanted to have her join our Well-Lived Life series. So Julie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to hear more because I'm always intrigued by where you're living, what you're up to, who you're connecting with, what tours you're on. It's, it's a, probably a little nosy for being somebody that hires you, but uh, <laughs> the curiosity. Uh, I know you were born in Germany and used to work in the corporate world. So tell the listeners a little bit about what your lifestyle is like right now and how you kind of got to where you are bopping all over the world. Uh, in running a business. All right. Right now, I'm living the good life in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. And I came here through a bunch of countries. I left my corporate job about six years ago. And a year later, I took my business on the road. I packed one and a half suitcases. I got rid of the rest of my stuff. I sold it, donated it. I gave up my apartment. And then I just traveled through Europe. I had traveled to the States. And then 2020, I had the great idea to do an Asia trip. So I was in China when COVID happened. So <laughs> Yeah, that's I, what I remember, you being yeah. locked down in China. Yeah. <laughs> so I was locked in China for four months. And then I made it to Hong Kong for seven months. And when it got cold and a little bit windy and it wasn't that nice anymore in Hong Kong, I made it to, I made over to Dubai. <laughs> 
so I know you've lived in a lot of different places and you've been in Dubai and loving it lately. Uh, but tell me a little bit about what it took to just go on the road with one and a half suitcases and just say, I'm going to do this. Um, something tells me you weren't living your well-lived life in the corporate environment, but tell us more. I was living the superficial, well-lived life in the corporate world. I have to say that. I was an assistant at a consulting company. We had regular company trips where we would fly into different cities and stay there for the weekend and celebrate our success. I had closets full of really nice, highly fashioned business outfits. I had a, at that time it was micro course was the trend. I had, I think, 10 different bags of micro course. So from the outside, my life looked pretty perfect. From the inside, I was just so done with everything. <laughs> I loathed my job. I hated going to the office in the morning. I used to come in late. I used to leave early. I'm still not a hundred percent sure why they didn't fire me. And I had to quit officially. <laughs> but yeah, it was at, at one point I was just so done with it and I just decided to make the jump to become self-employed and work for myself. And uh, while I was working for myself, I started traveling more and more because I didn't have to be in an office anymore. And I at one point hated the thought of having to come back to an apartment that I was barely using. And to all my possessions that I didn't want to take on the road, on the road, I took one bag <laughs> at home. I had like 10 in the closet and I was at that time working with a family and they had six kids and were traveling the world for 20 years by that time. Wow. And it was just at one point I had to start if they can make it happen with six kids why can't I, as a single person, can make it happen for myself? And so I came up with the idea. It was on a family vacation. I was um, celebrating. We were celebrating my mom's 60th birthday. And I remember I was sitting at the dining table. And I told them, I want to travel the world. And everybody was shocked. and said, like, you can't do this and things like that. But, yeah, it didn't stop me. I came back from that vacation and I quit the apartment and then I had three months. Um, that's basically when the clock started ticking and then I had no time to think about my decision to undo it. <laughs> so I just went full steam ahead. You know, before we get into kind of how you define a well-lived life and how this lifestyle is bringing you joy, I want to just go back to something you said, because I think it's so important in terms of breaking money silence. The idea that you were living a superficial, well-lived life. In other words, from the outside, people would say, wow, that Julie, she's pretty young. She's pretty successful. She's really got it going on. However, internally, you were not feeling like this was a good fit. I think that's so important to highlight because we do get caught up in that. Um, you know, in a variety of cultures. And certainly I think there's a lot of celebrity culture out there that says, you know, the more stuff you have, the more bags you have, the more designer stuff, uh, the better off you'll be. And you're kind of a classic case of somebody that said, this isn't right for me. Yeah, it was really like, I mean, I had everything that I could dream of. My salary was really good. I had the luxury gym membership and like all those things. And I mean, it, it looked like things that I've always dreamed of 
everything was happening and deep inside I was just unhappy it was just like not fulfilling not it really really didn't feel like what I thought it would feel <laughs> yeah yeah you know and earlier in my career much earlier uh, I left a pretty uh, well-paying job uh, you know, upward mobile to go off to be a licensed mental health counselor. And while I didn't travel the world, everybody thought I was crazy because there are d very different <laughs> price points <laughs> and, and earning potential in those two different fields. But um, so in a little way, I can identify. Uh, but Julie, tell us, so how do you define a well-lived life? Because I have a sense that you're much closer to living what you think is a well-lived life than maybe you were in the past. Oh, yes, definitely. I feel much more happy and much more alive <laughs> than I used back then. A well-lived life for me is, you know, it's all about, for me, it's all about enjoying, enjoying what I'm doing, enjoying what I do for work, enjoying what I do in my free time, enjoying the people I get to hang out with, the people that are surrounding me. Um it's it's really about like yeah really being happy and content and also present a lot of times people they the time goes by but they don't really know what happened <laughs> so for me it's it's about enjoying life and really being present about what is happening what is going on where i am um who i hang out with um, I love being with my niece. I spent a lot of time with her when she was growing up and especially in those early years. There's so much happening and if you're not present or you're hanging on your phone or you're working on your computer answering emails while you're babysitting her, you're just like missing out so much. And all those small bits and pieces, they just make life so much more enjoyable for me. It's interesting because there's uh, uh, research in money psychology about how experiences and paying for experiences are uh, much bring much more satisfaction into people's lives in general than accumulating stuff. Although we're often told we're supposed to be accumulating stuff, and so what you're saying is really your well-lived life is having uh, the freedom and the flexibility to feel joy to do what you want. Like a lot of our previous guests, you have not mentioned money or wealth in your definition. <laughs> so I am curious how your decision to uh, be a digital nomad, to go on the road, to bring your business on the road, to live in Dubai right now, uh, how has that impacted your finances or your ability to accumulate wealth? Because that often, I think, would be the thing that people would be like, oh, oh can't do that. That's not, you're not going to make money. It's funny because that's the first thing that came up for my parents. Um, one of the things they said was, how are you going to pay for your rent, for your insurances? And I think the other thing was, how are you going to pay for emergencies? And it's, yes, I had a good salary as a as an assistant in the consulting company, but it's limited. You basically you make that money and there's no way to, to grow it other than to ask for a raise all the time. And I feel like as a digital nomad, I'm much more in control of how much money I make, the way I make money. It's also much easier to make money for me because it becomes more enjoyable. I'm doing what I love and I'm getting paid for it. And so it's not, it doesn't feel that hard. And at the same time, it's, it's not my focus on 
making as much money as possible. I mean, yeah, I'm living a good life. <laughs> um, I'm making enough money to to have great experiences, being able to afford to live in in great countries and great cities. Um, but it's yeah, it's not really my focus. On the other hand, I feel like if you have a salary, there is a limit to how you can make money and the way you can make money and how much you can make. As a digital nomad, as an entrepreneur, it's basically in my own hands. How much money do I want to make? How do I want to make my money? Do I want to make it hard for me? Do I want to make it easier for myself? It has empowered me basically in the way how I can make my money. Yeah, it is interesting. I do see in the coaching that I do and certainly my own experience of you know being somebody who actually was a government employee versus somebody who was an entrepreneur. And there, there does feel like for some people, and I think you and I are included in this, more control, more potential. And for some people, they just risk-wise, that would feel too much. Or maybe they don't have the privilege or they have a family circumstance where they can't do that. Uh, but it sounds like the way you're using money right now is to fund the experiences that bring you joy and that you also have an unlimited earning potential. Even over the you know the last three years, I've watched your company shift and grow and, and you bring in a bigger and bigger team and, and become clearer as to what you want to do and what you don't want to do. So it's kind of exciting to be part of that. How do you balance having the life you want to enjoy today with what you're going to need in the future? At Halbert Hargrove, we've spent decades working with our clients to help them build well-lived todays and tomorrows through financial services that align to their real life goals. We believe a well-lived life is about more than money. It's about what you want for your family, the causes that you support, your lifestyle now and later. Check us out online at halberthargrove.com and schedule a call with a Halbert Hargrove advisor today. So if somebody's listening in, Julie, what is your advice if they say, oh, this sounds good, you know, whether they are already an entrepreneur or whether they're working at a company and listening to this, they get, oh, another day, I'm in this horrible suit and I just don't <laughs> want to be here. <laughs> what uh, advice would you give for someone who decides, you know what, I'm going to start uh, a company and I'm going to travel for a while and I'm going to work while I travel. In other words, I'm going to be a digital nomad. Do you have any tips for someone who's thinking that that might make sense for them? Well, looking back, one thing I would definitely have done that I did not do is I would not quit and just like start completely on my business. <laughs> I would plan for a transition period and also making sure I can save up some money. <laughs> it's much more expensive than you think at the beginning and it takes a little bit longer than you actually planned and it's a little bit harder at the beginning when you start your business. So yeah, I think if, if I could give somebody some life lessons or some, some business lessons there, like ideally don't quit immediately. Make Maybe you can run your business parallel to your job in the evening hours or something or on the weekend. But yeah, on the other hand, I think I was really so unhappy that for me, this was not really an option to wait any longer. And I just really wanted to feel good again and taking care of myself mentally. Yeah. And that's why I basically, yeah, I pulled the plug. I had a one month salary 
basically at the beginning because I saved all my vacation days. So oh, I got paid and yeah. went on vacation for four weeks. And that was basically my start money or my funding money. <laughs> um, so ideally, yes, if, if you can do it, it would be good to have a buffer, to have a transition period. But I do understand that sometimes it's not possible. Yeah, yeah. So ideally, you know, from a financial buffer period, it also sounds like, uh, you know, it's it's pretty common knowledge that when you're building a new business, it takes a while before you're earning a profit or, you know, there's a lot of expenses up front, even if you're on the road in terms of websites and, you know, getting your product and your marketing and all that stuff. For you, are there any other things that you've learned on the road that you think help you in business or or kind of reinforce uh, the idea that it's absolutely okay to live your well-lived life, even if it's not the you know definition you grew up with. Um, one of the things is that a lot of people will challenge your views and your kind of like lifestyle. <laughs> you will get to hear a lot of opinions about how you should live your life. That is just something that comes with it. And I think the other part is to be flexible, to be flexible and creative. Because, I mean, we saw it last year with COVID where travel plans were canceled last minute and where changes were made. And so it's just, yeah, you cannot really 100% plan your life if you are on the road. And just being okay with that, that it not always goes the way you think. Not always will you have the right apartment right at the beginning. I had to move a couple of times to find the right place for myself. You might have an idea about a country and then you arrive there and it looks totally different than what you imagine. <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit about being flexible and then being creative and make it work for you. <laughs> Well, and I think there's a lot of lessons in that. I mean, you know, we we learn that in different ways in our life. And it sounds like, you know, you get a crash course in flexibility, uh, not <laughs> only with the traveling, but with the pandemic. Now, it's interesting to me that people offer opinions. So outside your family, people will just offer opinions about how you're living your life? Yeah, like whenever you meet somebody, they usually have like a kind of idea of how that life is looks like. And then they usually always have ideas about like, what about if you have a family, you cannot travel anymore when you have a family. And then I say, well, my client had six kids. So <laughs> that is not really an <laughs> argument for me. And there are like so many things that they can come up with, or it will be difficult to find a husband. Um, it will be difficult oh, really? to have a That's relationship. So it, it's like all those things that come up, especially when I turned 30, which is um, five years ago. And I mean, like, I was not really panicking when I turned 30. I was happy. It was I felt like, OK, the race has stopped. You know, you have this race when you're 29. There are like so many things you have to do before you're 30. But for other people, it started to be like, oh, you're 30 you're in your 30s. You should think about a husband settling down, my favorite word, <laughs> um, having a family, um, things like that. Like, yeah, there, there are a lot of opinions coming up and views on how you should live your life, especially if you're in a certain age range. That, that I'm curious, up. Julie, I'm going to jump in right here. I'm, I'm curious. So you know men who are doing this as well. Do they get the same pushback, do you think? A lot of times they get more admiration for that, for doing that. It's 
Like you're so brave. You're you're like headed out west, and with you, it's like oh, your procreating years may be done. <laughs> <laughs> you might still be traveling. It it feels like men have more time in their life. You know, men can do it with fifty, with sixty, and for women, there's like kind of like a clock, which I understand a little bit from the biology aspect. But if if you start if you turn thirty and somebody's like already standing behind you and saying like okay so when do you have kids it's like I just turned 30. <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing that's really what I love is that you're able to be like the person who inspired me was a family of six kids you know so it proves that uh, you know you certainly can do it for as long as you want to do it. Uh, the other question I'll ask you which is you know not a gender question but more of a cultural question do you get more pushback from Americans than you would from maybe Europeans? Or is that my own kind of U.S. bias that somehow we'd be less into the digital nomad life? Oh, that's funny. I would say that actually the American clients are easier to handle and are more accepting of that kind of lifestyle. I'm not sure if this is because... In the U.S., you have the RV kind of lifestyle where you can just like pack everything up and travel the whole country without ever having to cross into a different, yeah, into a different country. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I had more pushback and more difficulties with European clients who were worried about different time zones, who were worried about if you're virtual and they cannot see you in the office working. Um, oh, yeah. It was it was more of an issue um, with them. Uh, I have not really experienced pushback with the American clients, even though in Hong Kong, I mean, we had like twelve hour time difference, which, like, yeah, is with the East Coast, which makes it a bit of a challenge to work with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where I live, and what I what I love is you're a night person, and I'm a morning person. So that tends to really work, especially with the time difference that we're currently experiencing. So we're, we're going to need to run. I, I really think it's so fascinating that you're living your well-lived life. I really championing you. And I, I think it's awesome. Uh, and I'm so glad you were able to come and talk to us on the podcast today. Uh, if you had to leave the audience with one piece of advice, what would it be, Julie? Live your own life live life the way you want to and not how somebody imagines it for you. Like there's no no enjoyment if you live life because somebody else says like, oh, this is what I imagined for you or this is what I would do in your place. If this is what you want to do, great. If it's not, then don't do it. <laughs> I used to have a friend who used to say to me, you know what, Kathleen, life is not a dress rehearsal. So in other words, uh, live the life that you want to live. So thank you so much, Julie, uh, for talking with me today. I just want to make sure that if people are in need of virtual services or if they're interested in knowing more about kind of what you're up to and if you're open to talking to them about being a digital nomad, where they can reach you and follow you. Oh, yes. Um, if they're interested yeah. in getting their business automated, um, they can find out more on my website. It's spark to sparkles.com everything one word all together i'm also on uh, facebook and on instagram great well we will put all those links in the show notes and it was really nice to be able to break money silence with you today thank you so much for having me
This episode is sponsored by Halbert Hargrove, an advisory firm that believes in the fearless pursuit of well-lived days and tomorrows. For 85 years, their advisors have worked to help clients reach their financial goals. And as fiduciaries, they act in the best interest of their clients at all times. For help with your well-lived life, visit halberthargrove.com. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information, or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.